to another episode of the Defaba podcast. I appreciate all of you who have come back to this podcast to listen, to watch, to learn, to um, comment, to take away from, and to add to as we continue to build this community of children who are uh, both neurodiverse and neurotypical, who may have a few challenges with their development and their behavior, and we share together on how to improve their lives and make sure that they experience uh, the best, um, they have the best experience out of life. And so we have been going through a series of disabilities that may affect children, and we have been educating ourselves on how to spot them early, uh, where to go to for help, and how to support uh, the children even after uh, they receive a diagnosis or even after uh, they uh, become disabled. So um, this week we are going to talk about a mental disability. We have been talking about mostly physical disabilities. If you have missed any of our episodes, please go back on any of our uh, podcast uh, channels or YouTube and you'll be able to um, catch up. So today we are going to talk about a mental disability and we're going to talk about a disease known as schizophrenia. Schizophrenia is a mental condition that is characterized by unusual thoughts, unusual feelings, and unusual relationships with others. So uh, physical um, disabilities have a challenge because you are not able to manually perform a certain task, at least not to the best or to the degree that uh, you would have wanted. However, mental disabilities can be quite disabling because they the, the mind controls everything. The mind controls your thoughts, the mind controls where you will go, what you will do, who you will talk to, and how you will behave. So you can imagine if you have a mental disability, it can be quite challenging. Uh, it's not to say that it's more challenging than physical disabilities, but it can be quite challenging when you have a mental disability. So, um, Children with uh, schizophrenia may say that they hear voices uh, which are not audible to other people in the room. They may say that they see things that are not visible to others in the room. They may also say that they feel things, they perceive things that other people are not able to perceive. And this can be quite frustrating for both the child and the people around them because uh, they don't seem to agree on what exactly is the reality. And so it can be quite disabling for the child because uh, what they think they feel or what they think they see is not the actual reality. And so because of the stigma that they get every time they have these thoughts, these feelings, or these perceptions, they tend to shy away from people and they tend to isolate themselves from people, uh, the, even including their own parents and their own um, siblings or friends. They may also not go to school, they may not go to work if they had started working or if they are on a vocation training, they may not go because their perception of reality is very different from those around them. And it creates a, for a lot of tension when the two uh, points of view cannot agree. Once they start uh, missing school, missing social gatherings, uh, missing trainings and vocations and sporting activities, this means that the other areas of their lives also suffer. Their social skills end up suffering, their intellectual skills end up suffering if they're not actively engaging their mind, and their physical skills also end up suffering because they mostly will prefer to stay at home uh, in their own room and not really engaging in any physical activity. Um, 
this uh, disease is often picked up in boys uh, towards their late teens although it can also be picked up in adulthood and it can also be picked up in girls but mostly we see it in boys in their late teens and more often than not to mask their feelings of anxiety and their feelings of um, altered perception they often uh, resort to drug abuse uh, in a means to try and calm themselves down so it's not unusual to find a schizophrenic child uh, abusing um, uh, cocaine uh, most of the time they abuse heroin they abuse um, marijuana and uh, they also abuse alcohol just as a means of calming themselves down and changing uh, their perception so how um, do you know if uh, your child might be having schizophrenia or how can you suspect uh, a child may, may be having schizophrenia? So you need to know your family history. Schizophrenia often runs in families. It's not unusual to hear that there was an uncle, there was an auntie, there's a previous uh, generation uh, uh, relative who had schiz schizophrenia. So it's important for us to do a, a family history and know uh, if there could be a genetic predisposition to schizophrenia. Next thing you need to know is to pay close attention to what your child says, especially when they are angry, when they are hurt, when they are confused, or when they are sad. This is because these are the unguarded moments in a child's speech where they may not have practiced what to say, they may not have um, watched how to react, and uh, these moments tend to bring out uh, the real uh, thoughts and the real uh, feelings that are going on inside of them. So if they say something um, bizarre, uh, like perhaps their, 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 their heart and they say they feel ants crawling up their skin, uh, yet you don't see ants, although it may be a figure of expression, it's important to pay close attention to those bizarre, uh, bizarre comments that they may make at, at at uh, periods of time when they are unguarded. They may say that they see uh, maybe a relative who is long gone, who is dead, or they may say that they see, um, you know, an action figure. Children are more, more often than not obsessed with action figures, so they may say that they see Superman or uh, they see Elsa uh, walking in front of them. So those are very important uh, details as a parent to pick up um, from your child. They may also express uh, paranoid uh, thoughts. They may say everyone wants to hurt them, everyone wants to kill them. They may say um, they are scared that they are going to die. They may say that, um, you know, they may keep asking questions to their parents or to their guardians about, uh, you know, what will happen if you're not around? You know, they may ask them, the mom or the dad, what will happen if you're not around? What should I do if you're not around? How do I take care of myself when you're not around? Especially if the child's age is not yet advanced to um, entertain such thoughts and such questions uh, it's important to pay close attention when a child speaks such things because this could be a clue of what is going on in their minds if they if they start avoiding people who are previously their friends uh, who they were previously close to and previously kind to them there is no if there is no uh, uh, suggestion that this person could have harmed the child yet the child uh, is very adamant about avoiding this person uh, speaks very negatively about this person maybe says this person is a monster or this person wants to destroy their lives or this person want to wants to hurt them or kill them yet there is no physical or um, logical evidence of the same uh, these are clues that your child could be having a mental health crisis and it's important to take note of that 
it's also important to take note of their physical appearance as we've mentioned children and young uh, adolescents who may have schizophrenia symptoms may want to um, put down or calm down the symptoms by abusing drugs so it's good to know what are the symptoms of a child who may be abusing drugs and how each drug uh, when taken how it presents in a person there are drugs that make the pupil small there are drugs that make the pupils big. There are drugs that make um, the eye, the conjunctiva of the eye red, which is the white part of the eye. There are drugs that uh, generally make your child um, to sleep uh, throughout the day, to be demotivated, to lack energy, to do their uh, activities of daily living. There are drugs that have a particular smell. Uh, so it's important to know how each drug uh, makes a person look and behave. And we have already covered this in a previous episode. Please go back. Um, through your uh, podcast provider and you'll be able to find our episode where we talked about drugs and how to know if your child might be using a drug of abuse. So if your child has already been diagnosed with schizophrenia, perhaps you have suspected something, uh, what do you need to do? How do you go about it? If you suspect that your child might be having either a schizophrenia, uh, um, crisis or any other mental health crisis what should you do the first thing to do is to visit a specialist um, remember that uh, mental health uh, challenges are serious challenges and they should not be uh, taken lightly and neither should they be diagnosed um, casually so it's important that you go to a specialist and a mental uh, health care uh, practitioner such as a psychologist or a psychiatrist who will carry out a formal diagnosis. Once your child has been diagnosed, um, the, the psychiatrist or the psychologist is going to recommend several therapies that can help your child. Uh, most of them are um, mental-based and um, activity-based therapies such as cognitive behavior therapy where the thoughts of your child are analyzed and uh, the ch your child is taught how to uh, to how to get skills to overcome the negative thoughts so that the negative thoughts do not dictate their behaviors. So these are therapies that are offered by uh, psychiatrists or psychologists. So it's important to be consistent with these therapies because it's not like um, it's not like a surgery where you go in, take out what's bad, close the person, and you know the person is good to go. These are therapies that require consistency. They require repetition. They require um, participation of not just the child but the whole family in general so it's important that you support your child as they go through these therapies they are usually not interesting <laughs> uh, therapies to go through because it involves a lot of um uh you know it involves you to reveal your deepest darkest secrets to somebody else to let somebody else into your world and reveal your thoughts your fears your your guilt um you know to somebody else so it's not an interesting session to go through to tell a third party uh, what you fear what you what you worry about what occupies your mind 90 percent of the time and how those thoughts affect your your behavior and your relationships so most children especially adolescents will want to drop out of therapy more often than not they will say they don't see the point of it they will say they feel um like they're being treated uh, like children so it's important that you support your child through this journey it's a very difficult journey so as a parent if your child sees you supporting them um, you know cheering for them telling them you'll be there for them regardless of what's going on in their minds uh, you know still treating them with love and acceptance despite the uh, 
the feelings of humiliation and um, hopelessness that comes with a mental health diagnosis uh, it goes a long way to encourage your child to stick to the regime and hopefully see the uh, benefits uh, of the therapies um, there are other ways of supporting your child through um, the therapy. Uh, sometimes it, uh, the child may require to pick up a new hobby uh, just to keep their mind engaged in something else other than their destructive thoughts. So it's important as a parent to help your child figure out what, what activities um, interest them. If it's a new sport that they need to pick up, if it's a new uh, skill like um, knitting and baking that they may need to pick up just to engage their mind in a more productive and creative way please support uh, the child uh, it may cost some resources to uh, you know purchase the instruments and the equipment required uh, your support will go a long way in the recovery of your child it's actually been shown that the more social and family support a mental uh, mentally challenged person has the better their outcomes the longer they live and the higher the chance of recovery so do not give up on your child just because they have been diagnosed with a mental illness uh, this being africa i know there are a lot of stigma there's a lot of theories there are a lot of stories on uh, you know that explain why a child is the way they are especially when they are mentally challenged please do not buy into that support your child uh, go for the therapies recommended um, help a child find other alternative uh, hobbies and activities that will uh, keep their minds engaged uh, so that your child can recover faster Sometimes um, your child may require to be given medication, especially if the symptoms are very severe. Uh, the child may be uh, uh, given some um, uh, med medications by the psychiatrist to help manage their symptoms. Uh, most of these medications need to be taken uh, daily and for a prolonged period of time. Uh, so it's important that you support your child through this. If uh, the drug needs to be purchased, if the medication needs to be stored a certain way, if the child needs to take that medication at a particular time and in a particular way, as a parent or a guardian, um, this is where we come in to support our children. Uh, the medications often have side effects. So as a parent, it's important that you keep a log and you keep a diary of the side effects that your child may be experiencing so that you can discuss them with the psychiatrist and um, the psychiatrist can see how to adjust the medication or how, when to stop it if to stop it and uh, when to replace it or substitute it most of the medications may make the child drowsy some of the medications may make the child have abnormal movements or weight gain or um, abnormal uh, feelings so it's important that if you notice any of this with your child you bring it up with your psychiatrist so that a change can be made do not encourage your child to give up on the medication when they experience the side effects uh, but instead ask them to inform you of any side effect that they may experience so that you can uh, have a discussion with the psychiatrist and the um, the drug can be reviewed the medication can be um, reviewed uh, so um, uh, that's what we have for you today on schizophrenia and I hope that um, we have learned something together 
and if you have any questions any comments if you have an experience if you know somebody who has been diagnosed with schizophrenia and you are wondering how to best support them or where to get help from please comment um, on where you're getting this podcast from if it's a YouTube if it's Spotify if it's Afripods wherever it is that you're getting this uh, podcast from please uh, comment and we will be able to get back to you till next time have a good one bye bye